This is MPB News. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Tuesday, February 16th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, the sleet and snow have moved out, but the frigid air remains. We check in with the National Weather Service on how long it will stay and if more wintry precipitation is on the way. Then, this week's winter storm has left Mississippi's roads icy and has created other hazardous conditions. We hear from MEMA on the state's response. Plus, the Small Business Administration advises Mississippians on second-draw PPP loans. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Parts of the state are waking up to single-digit temperatures this morning after a winter storm bringing freezing rain and snow moved through yesterday. The precipitation is gone for now, but the accumulated ice and snow might not be going anywhere yet as temperatures are expected to remain below freezing for most of central and northern Mississippi. For the latest on the wintry conditions, we are joined by Logan Poole, meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Jackson. So can you first tell us what the current conditions are in Mississippi? Current conditions are cold and largely icy. Um, we've been dealing with, uh, obviously, winter precipitation yesterday. We had flurries most of the night overnight with some trace accumulations in places. Uh, but the, the large part of the sleet that fell yesterday is still on a lot of the roads. And we had temperatures that fell uh, pretty chilly today, around uh, between 13 and 15 degrees across the metro and Jackson and the northwestern portions of the state. Uh, temperatures getting down uh, to just above zero, uh, between one and five degrees. So a pretty good spread across the state. Most places getting down into the teens in the south, uh, the middle teens uh, to the central portions of the state, and then to the single digits in the northwest. So when it warms up out of the single digits or the teens, how high are we going to get today? High temperatures are going to vary pretty dramatically across the state. Um, it looks like we're probably going to see temperatures struggle to get out of the teens in the northwestern portions of the state uh, in delta regions uh, from just south of memphis um, down towards maybe perhaps north of grenada uh, low teens just to the south of there but in the southern portions of the state uh, near hattiesburg and to the coast we probably do get above freezing today if you're across the i-55 20 corridor area though unfortunately likely to stay in the upper 20s we know how treacherous the driving was yesterday because of the layer of ice and snow on top of that. Is it the same situation today? Has anything changed? There are there's been some minor improvements in some of the roads, but uh, looking at traffic cameras and the reports across the area, still largely uh, very white looking this morning and still some accidents we had overnight. So uh, travel is still ill-advised. Uh, roads, uh, some are open, some are closed. The further north you go, in large part, the worse your road conditions will be. And, of course, your uh, major thoroughfares may see slightly better travel than some of your side roads or uh, less traversed roads. So keep that in mind if you do need to travel. Otherwise, uh, still pretty uh, icy out there this morning. We are going to get some sun today, and we hope that helps out a little bit. But still, it uh, looks like we could have some uh, wintry precipitation still on the roads whether that be sleet or ice, uh, for the next 
day or two. I want to ask you about that. But first, is this an unprecedented weather event for Mississippi? It's certainly not common. And, and we definitely broke some uh, low temperature records across the state. Um, the amount of snowfall we got, which is actually sleet, was really remarkable. Um, we got anywhere from an inch in some places of sleet to three, four inches of sleet. And that's a pretty a remarkable value. Um, unprecedented might be a strong word, but certainly uh, exceptionally uh, unusual and uh, perhaps something that we uh, don't see that often, maybe a generational event. Generational. All right, so let's look ahead then. It's not very good news for tomorrow, uh, tomorrow into Thursday. So tell us about that. We are going to be having you know, some additional precipitation chances as we head into the middle of this week, unfortunately. Um, and it could be a mixed bag of precipitation types. Uh, if you're south of I-20 right now, it's looking like maybe uh, your best chance uh, for precipitation may be liquid, but that's not a guarantee in any way. Um, we're going to be a little bit warmer as we head into uh, the day on Wednesday and Thursday than we were for this last event. So uh, it could be good, could be bad. We were cold enough this last event that most of our reports for uh, near the metro of Jackson and Northwest ended up being sleet. Uh, we'll be a little bit warmer this time, which means that maybe freezing rain, and freezing rain being the more dangerous precipitation type, it likes to stick on the power lines and the trees and can, can cause issues with that. Uh, still a lot of question marks with this system. Our temperatures are going to be more uh, seasonable for Mississippi with surface temperatures right around freezing for a lot of folks, which means, again, we're going to be having that issue that we're so common with, which is trying to figure out, is it going to be snow, is it going to be sleet, is it going to be ice? A lot of question marks on this one. Um, we're hoping that it warms up a little bit more if we can get in the, the, the middle 30s or upper 30s range and tra- change some of it to rain. That'll be uh, the best case scenario, but uh, winter weather is still a possibility uh, for a big part of the state as we head into the middle of the week. So it, uh, tomorrow, when should that precipitation begin? Morning, afternoon? It looks like it may start um, in the morning, uh, some light chances of uh, maybe some sleet, maybe a little bit of snow in the northwestern, the far northwestern portions of the state, or right around the river. Uh, but it really gets going uh, in the by late morning and into the afternoon. Uh, your best chances of rain coming uh, possibly uh, by late afternoon into the overnight period. All right. I know we're looking ahead, but, but Thursday night into Friday, because this precipitation that falls tomorrow – and temperatures, I assume, dropping below freezing again Wednesday night. Does that mean dangerous driving conditions Thursday morning? It's certainly possible. Uh, Thursday morning looks like we're expecting temperatures drop to right at or just below freezing across Jackson Metro and points northwest of the Air Force below freezing. And then uh, Friday morning, uh, temperatures drop back into the teens for a large portion of that same area with 20s to the south. So, uh, yeah, black ice and, th- and, and, and roadway issues are going to be a continuing problem through probably the, the remainder of the week. It's only after that that we hopefully see a moderating trend and we can get uh, into a uh, situation where our roads can become perhaps better for a more extended period. A heck of a week indeed. Logan Poole with the National Weather Service in Jackson. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Absolutely. Coming up, this week's winter storm has left Mississippi's roads icy and has created other hazardous conditions. We hear from MEMA on the state's response. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. 
This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Yesterday's winter weather left Mississippi's roadways blanketed in ice and snow, creating dangerous driving conditions. The cold temperatures and accumulating precipitation is also presenting threats of power outages in heavily impacted areas. Mallory White is Director of External Affairs at the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency. She shares more about MEMA's response to this week's massive winter storm. What we are doing right now is we remain in constant contact with our EMA directors. And I know that you've probably heard that a million times, but that is our biggest asset on the ground. Uh, we have the state broken up into nine different districts. And in each district, we have an area coordinator that actually lives in that area that works hand in hand with the EMA director. And so what they do is they communicate. They communicate whenever they're opening warming shelters. They communicate about um, the needs that they have, and they do that through uh, an online portal that we have. It's called WebEOC. Uh, the last check that I had, one of their biggest requests right now, um, disaster reservists, which are uh, people, people that we have um, on staff that help us during uh, emergencies. And anyone can sign up to be a disaster reservist. You have to go through uh, almost like an application process. But anyone can do that. And so, and these are people, you don't have to just live in the Jackson Metro to be a disaster reservist, too, because they're looking for them across the state. So, along with monitoring, uh, our external affairs department has been uh, busy trying to just get the word out of telling people, this is what the forecast is doing. This is how you can protect yourself during this. What are the reservists doing to assist? So the disaster reservists will be the ones that go to the county EMA and they assist them in whatever way they may need. And it just depends on what the county needs exactly from them. Uh, disaster reservists in the past have done anything from work a call center to work a volunteer center um, to help out um, doing damage reports as well. And these are people that just work hand-in-hand with the county emergency managers, uh, but they are um, hired on through MEMA. It is a paid It is a paid job. All right. So what else? You said you're keeping sort of a, a database of, of things like shelters, warming shelters, and, and needs, and what's being offered to the public. Can you tell us some of those things? So the shelters are on our website, msema.org, and those shelters are not controlled by the state. Those shelters are controlled by the counties or by the municipalities. We are the messenger for them to let people know that these shelters are open. Um, people, right now, it's it's more so people just need, or counties just need uh, assistance with that type of stuff. And so... Um, we we offer that. We offer communication to help them. So um, specifically with like vaccination sites closing down, we're just offering our assistance with communicating that some more and helping Department of Health uh, get that message out. But we coordinate. Um, in the past, EMA directors have requested things like um, additional patrol. And so we coordinate anywhere from with the Mississippi Highway Patrol to wildlife and fisheries, different things like that. And so uh, we are just a coordinating resource agency for people who, who may have some needs. And so right now, um, those warming shelters are open, um, and I have a feeling I will be updating those throughout the day. Um, they put those uh, notifications in our portal as well to let us know if they are opening one or if one is on standby. 
Now, I know that MEMA is instrumental in coordination, and you mentioned uh, vaccinations and testing sites, as well as distribution of PPE. How is that being affected with this weather? Well, right now, um, the vaccination sites, as you know, are closed. Uh, We pulled our MEMA uh, personnel off the the roads. No one is is on the roads right now. We are all teleworking. Um, And because of the weather and everything, we advise that it would be best to um, not have those vaccination sites and testing sites right now. Uh, We are checking in with those that are treating COVID-19 patients just to see if they do need PPE. And if they do, we will work to coordinate that and get those resources to them. You say your website has the information about the warming shelters. What else are you recommending Mm -hmm. to the public? Do not drive. And I know that people have probably heard this a million and one times from 50 different resources, but it is so true. Do not drive right now. We are currently under um, hazardous cold conditions. And so even if you just want to try and run to your store, running off the road and into a ditch can become a life safety issue because of how cold it is right now. Uh, hypothermia is a very real thing, and it is a possibility if you run off the road and your car doesn't restart and you're stuck there waiting for help to come and find you. And who knows, with the road conditions, that help could be delayed because they may be responding to somewhere else, or it just may take them a little bit longer to get to you. Um, if you do uh, lose power, which we are dealing with roughly the last check I had, about 34000 without power right now, if you do lose power, close off all of your blinds. Uh, make sure that you close off all your doors in your house that you're not using from all the rain that you're not using uh, to try and conserve some of the heat that you can. Uh, put rags or towels in, like up under your door cracks to keep any cold air from seeping in. And believe it or not, eat and drink. Eat and drink will help you stay warm. Um, put those calories on. Calories don't count during winter storms. And so <laughs> we just want people to be we just want people to be aware that um, power outages are happening and they could be prolonged for a little while. And so we just want uh, people to be patient with the crews because they are out there working. But these are dangerous conditions that they're working with. And with people out on the roads driving and getting into wrecks, it could slow down that progress. Mallory White is the Director of External Affairs for the Mississippi Emergency Management Agency. Thanks so much, Mallory. Thank you. Due to hazardous weather conditions, all Department of Health drive through vaccination sites will be closed today, with the exception of the Coast Coliseum site in Harrison County. Canceled appointments at other sites will be automatically rescheduled for the same time on an alternate day. Additionally, all department-operated drive through testing locations for COVID-19 will be closed again, with the exception of the site in Harrison County. The Department of Health is also reporting the first confirmed case of a variant strain of the coronavirus, a case of the B117 UK variant strain was confirmed during routine testing and reported yesterday. The health department continues to strongly encourage the wearing of masks, keeping social distance, avoiding large gatherings, and washing hands frequently. Vaccination is also encouraged for those who are eligible. Coming up, the Small Business Administration advises Mississippians on second-draw PPP loans. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Right now, we need connection more than ever. 
StoryCorps is inviting you to record a conversation with a loved one remotely and archive it at the Library of Congress. Information about this limited virtual experience can be found at StoryCorps.org. StoryCorps is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Second draw loans for small businesses recovering from the economic hardships of the coronavirus pandemic are now available. The Small Business Administration is providing guidance related to the Federal Paycheck Protection Program. The first draw loans from the PPP were quickly depleted last year, requiring Congress to replenish the coffers. Janita Stewart is District Director of the SBA for the state of Mississippi. She shares more on the second round of loans with our Michael Guidry, beginning with how this draw differs from the first. Number one, the um, the funding allowed for small businesses and other eligible organizations is lower. Uh, the first go-round last year was it was a maximum of $10 million. Now it's $2 million. Um, <clears throat> in addition to that, uh, in terms of what is forgivable, if the small business um, uses the proceeds for eligible expenses, it has to be at a minimum of 60% that goes toward payroll costs and the other 40% goes toward other eligible expenses. And if that is the case, when they come back and apply for forgiveness from their lender, the loan should be 100% forgivable. So the other things that are, that are uh, new this go-round, well, let me mention what, what's, what's you know, still, still available. Uh, payroll costs, rent, mortgage uh, interest, utilities, and what's been added this time is operations, expenditures, property damage costs, supplier costs, and worker protection expenditures. So those are some other categories that small businesses and other eligible entities can use, you know, their Paycheck Protection uh, Loan proceeds for. When the Paycheck Protection Program was initiated uh, last spring, it quickly ran out of money. It had to be... um, the, well, Congress had to had to refill the coffers, as it were. Um, is there adequate funding for the second draw loan uh, available for for small businesses in Mississippi and across the state? And um, and are there efforts from the SBA to to ask the federal government for continued assistance as businesses try to recover from the pandemic? So this go round under the Economic Aid Act, that's what it's called now, you know, for uh, hard-hit small businesses, nonprofits, and venues act. That's sort of what it is, but in short, the Economic Aid Act. There was $284 billion appropriated by Congress and the president, you know, for this go round. And, and really, this funding was targeted for the hardest-hit small businesses and really those in underserved markets, and that does include women-owned businesses, minorities, and veterans, as well as businesses in rural communities. So this program was, you know, kicked off January the 8th, and the money is being utilized. I do have some stats as of Wednesday of this week. 1.3 million loans have been approved for $104 billion, and that's with 5,100 or so lenders participating nationwide. So 
the funds are scheduled, uh, the program is scheduled to close March the 31st. Uh, so, uh, which, and of course, if the funds run out prior to that, then it'll close then. So, but there is still money available. Um, and I understand that there is movement afoot in Congress to consider, you know, just additional uh, resources or, you know, programs to come out. But of course, that will be you know, if if Congress and the President decides to do that. But right now there there's funding available. We encourage small businesses and other eligible organizations in our state and really across the whole nation that need, you know, this lifeline of support to sustain themselves through this pandemic to go ahead and make application to their lender. Mississippi is a generally rural state, lots of small businesses um, within communities. Uh, the pandemic is really nearly reaching that 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 one year anniversary how have mississippi's small businesses done um comparatively uh, throughout this pandemic and is the future of small business healthy in mississippi as a result of it okay uh yeah it's it's been almost a year really it has so it's you know it it sort of went kind of quick because it was just such such an unusual time frame but you know uh you know Businesses and organizations are trying to to make their way through this whole process. Now, in terms of the results of Mississippi for last year when it you know, when we were dealing with the the CARES Act, you know, out of the 5.2 million loans for $525 billion, you know, which, you know, served to support, you know, 51 million jobs nationwide through the PPP program, uh, Mississippi ended up getting almost 49,000 of those loans to small businesses and other eligible organizations for about $3.2 billion, and that's just from PPP. In addition to that, with the SBA's direct loan program, uh, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, or EIDL, Mississippians received 31,000 of those loans for $1.3 billion, uh, with an additional 49,000 plus EIDL advance, which was the grant feature that was available back then, for about $188 million. So, you know, Mississippi got, you know, I would think a fair share of the total. Uh, However, you know, firms in Mississippi and across this whole nation are still in need of assistance. And again, my suggestion is that while there's still time and while there has been funding appropriated to provide this additional assistance, that, you know, whoever out there that, you know, thinks they're eligible and are in need, they need to go ahead and make the effort to contact a PPP lender and as it relates to the Paycheck Protection Program, make application, and if they're in need of additional assistance through the SBA's EIDL program, you know, to make application to the SBA's Office of Disaster Assistance for that for that relief as well. I think the state of small business is promising uh, here in our state, in addition to the uh, the entire southeast region, and, uh, you know, but I just want everyone to know that the SBA is here to provide whatever assistance that is needed uh, that we possibly can provide. And our website is sba.gov. If you're trying to get to the Mississippi site, it's sba.gov forward slash ms. Well, Ms. Janita Stewart, thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Take care. Janita Stewart is District Director of the Small Business Administration for the state of Mississippi. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. 
Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.